Hello and welcome to episode 297 of section 138. I'm your host, Mark Colley, as always, joined by Bryson and Jacob. We've got the three of us back together today. We don't have Josh. He's unavailable for today's podcast, but we've got lots of stuff to talk about. Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s arbitration is officially behind us. We'll talk about that and more. Bryson, Jacob, how are you guys? Doing good. It's good to have you back, Mark. It's been a while, and I know it's been a while since it's been us three alone recording, so that's also uh, great for us to see. But I mean, yeah, you talked about it. It seems like throughout the last week, this has kind of been dominating the news cycle for this team, just because, unfortunately, and this is pretty much stating the obvious, there hasn't been a lot to talk about um, this offseason, especially after December. So it kind of took the news by storm this week. We have the ruling, of course, Vladi was victorious. An arbitration hearing, and we still await to see if anything else is going to come uh, before spring training starts in a couple of weeks. I know it's been one of the quietest off seasons, I think, in at least recent memory. And it's, I mean, we'll get into this, and we've gotten we've discussed this a lot throughout the off season. But this is just a very disappointing off season, and it's tough because you mentioned spring training starts in a couple of weeks. Pitchers and catchers report is coming very, very quickly, and I've seen a lot of people say they're not even really excited. And the fact that like the biggest news. I think that we have is that Guerrero wins his arbitration is like how hyped really can you get for this season? But regardless, happy to be back. Um, It's funny how I feel like whenever we criticize the team, we do better at least, you know, views wise and interactions wise. So maybe it's a good thing, but let's just, you know, let's just get right into it. All right. So Vladdy blue Jays, the arbiter goes with the 19.9 that Vladdy filed at instead of the 18.05 million that the Blue Jays filed at. Um, I mean, there's no world in which this is a good thing for the Blue Jays, right? Like, this is... Yeah. I mean, congrats to Vladdy for getting paid. Um, if you think that his off-season videos and pictures and the weight loss that he's put in play a role in that, congrats, he deserved it. For the Blue Jays long-term, if we're talking extensions, if we're talking trying to lock Vladdy up and avoid him hitting free agency or even in free agency, maintaining a good relationship, like, there's no world in which this is a good thing, right? Uh, this is terrible. Like, and I'm looking at it right wow. here. Okay. I wasn't no, going to go is, that far, but... <laughs> no, this is this is ridiculous. Like, hot. look at Look what they did with Bichette last season, the three-year contract to get rid of the arbitration years. Good thing. Whatever. Fine. It's only three years not the 11 years that half these young players are getting, but uh, Guerrero wanted 19.9 million. Okay, fair. Blue Jays wanted to give him 18.05. You couldn't agree to, like, that's, like, okay, it's a little bit more than a million. Like, you couldn't agree on two extra know, million like, dollars. That's what they filed at. They may have been negotiating at more extreme. Like, yeah. maybe it was 16 million and 23 million or something that they were negotiating at, then they came closer when they were filing. No, okay, that's fair, but I still... If you're that close, like, to, like I know this isn't nickel and diming because it's obviously a lot more money than that, and they're not trying to squeeze out like an extra two hundred thousand so that they can spend somewhere else. Like it's, but this is one of your key players. Like I know there was a tweet I can't remember who tweeted it yesterday or a couple days ago saying that Bobuchet's the true leader or you know face of this franchise, not Vladimir Guerrero Jr. But he's still a key player, and the fact that you had to go to arbitration, the fact that you lost it, I, I like. I don't care if they won or lost the arbitration. I think it's better that he gets paid long-term. So I guess the better of the two outcomes. But the fact that you go to arbitration to me is ridiculous. Like you should pay some of your key players. And yes, he's had an up and down career. Yes, he's looks good every off season and then hits like 260 with 
30 home runs and everyone's like, ah, it's a down season, but this cannot happen. You cannot go to arbitration. And I'm just, I'm baffled the fact that like, this is an off season where like the biggest news I think going into this or or before that was like, you signed Kevin Kiermaier back. No, you know, no disrespect to Kevin Kiermaier. I'm very happy that he's back, but like, this has been a completely dead off season and you can't even lock up a player like this. Like you give George Springer all this money, you give Gosman all this money, you give all these players all this money. Then when it comes to retaining a player, you have to go to arbitration. Like I'm just, I'm not happy about this and it does worry me. I'm not going to sit here and say that like, yeah, he's not coming back. Once he hits free agency, he's dipping. I wouldn't argue that at least right now, but it is very concerning that like this front office works so hard, builds a team around these players and then they're struggling to even keep them around. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say at this point now, um, the whole long-term deal type of thing, it kind of seems like it's not going to happen until or after Vladdy hits free agency. It seems like this is more likely now that he will be going to free agency. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't go for the Blue Jays' favor in any means because, of course, I guess, you know, obviously they're going to be paying more money for him now. And then second of all is that they actually went to arbitration hearing. And we know the whole history of this is that you know, the outcome of arbitration doesn't exactly necessarily mean it's a good thing. It usually turns out to be a bad thing. I know last year Corbin Burns was one of them, and then look what happened now. A season later, he's he's been traded, and he's on uh, the Orioles, unfortunately. So it's, you know, we've seen this through time through previous players, and we've seen this throughout the league, is that this never turns out to be a good thing. So who knows how, obviously Vladdy won, but who knows how, you know, how this went in terms of how much the Blue Jays were, you know, I guess, criticizing or saying why Vladdy didn't deserve that money. And then who knows how much Vladdy is going to take that personally. So I don't know uh, regardless. The other thing I wanted to say was that I understand that the videos that he posts um, maybe get people excited. Uh, Maybe not everybody, but a good number of people. You know, I've heard a couple people say this now. And for me, it just, it makes even more sense now uh, that the more that I think about this is that, these are the way professional athletes are supposed to look. So why are we giving them flowers um, for being in the best shape of their life? Uh, I've never, you know, I've kind of started to believe that also more throughout the last couple of years. And I think we're seeing the same thing with Manoa. And I know Manoa is in a different situation, but he's also um, sharing videos like this. So I've never understood why there needs to be so much hype around that type of stuff um, in those circumstances. But of course, I mean, if they if if it's going to get them in terms of, you know, mentally ready or more motivated, then I guess we're all for it. But I mean, that's just the one thing I've started to notice throughout the last couple of years. And I'm not I still don't understand why or what the purpose is. And of course, Mark, you're, you're I remember you always say this is that we're at the point of the offseason now where it's ending and then where spring training begins, where everyone talks about how everyone's in the best shape of their life. And I know that's your favorite saying. So definitely just add it to the list in terms of the way the off season's gone for this team. I know, you know, it appears that they're still trying to do stuff here and there, but there's been a lot of guys that they've missed out on who they've wanted. And it just, it hasn't been enough when you look at it. And then of course, when you look at the entire AL East, and we talked about this a lot in the last episode, each team has done something rather, you know, most, a lot of teams have done stuff significant. And then regardless, other teams have just done more uh, than this team. So that part is still scary. And I know, Anything can pop up here within the next couple of weeks, but it just feels like in that sort of sense, this team is behind. And of course, obviously, 
um, in terms of not adding as many people as we once thought. The other thing is that this team is going to be relying on guys like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to bounce back and have an up season. A guy like George Springer to have an up season. So it just puts more pressure on them. I feel like also, and a guy like Vladdy, I mean, he he he's at the point now where he needs to show this or not. And I know he feels very motivated and believes that it's it's going to be his year. But I just I think with all this, we're just waiting to see it to believe it because we we we. We heard the same thing last year, and of course, it's been a couple years since he's been that type of Vladdy, and the last time we saw that type of Vladdy was in 2021, so definitely not, you know, good for him, of course, again, for getting more money, but this just doesn't seem like it was obviously the best course of action for either side, and it is a bit silly how they couldn't settle on something in the middle because they were only, I think, a million or a million and a half short of each other, but it also just kind of gives me a foregone conclusion that when his deal is up or when his team control is over, he will be going to the open market. And I'm not saying that means he's going to leave, but it just feels like we're heading in that direction. Yeah, it certainly feels like if you're two years away from him hitting free agency, two seasons away, and there's not much dialogue going on and you can't come to an agreement on a one-year deal uh, before the the arbitration deadline. And then, of course, the Blue Jays are a file and trial team, so they're not the only way they're going to sign a deal past that is if they are agreeing on a multi-year deal that would buy out his last two years of arbitration plus potentially anything after that into free agency. Like it doesn't bode well that they couldn't agree on a one-year deal before heading to arbitration. If you're looking for the Blue Jays to be signing this guy to an eight to 10 year or 12 or whatever year extension, um, it's certainly not a good sign. Uh, And it's also never a good thing when, a player is in the same room or an agent is in the same room as a team that is purposely trying to downplay what a guy's statistics are. I mean, we've seen this with Corbin Burns. We saw this with Marcus Stroman and the Blue Jays. Like, It doesn't bode well when you are, as a team, purposely denigrating what the player does with the player in front of you when in a year's time you may be trying to convince this guy to sign and stay with your team long term. So that's also not a good thing. The 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 caveat I will add though is that I think if any player can deal with this and understand that this is just the business of baseball, it's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Like he was born into professional baseball with his dad and he's been around it for, you know, the two and a half decades of his life. So I don't think He's totally a stranger to this. I think if anyone understands that it's just business, this is what happens when you go to arbitration. It is Vladdy. And so that gives me hope that he won't hold it against the team and that it won't become something personal as it was with Marcus Stroman, as it was with Corbin Burns or any other infamous arbitration example. So that's the thing from this that gives me hope. Bryson, you talk about the uh, the photos and videos of Vladdy this offseason, and we just saw a new one come out today of him on Instagram Live uh, taking BP, and he looks really good. And I understand that you may not get super excited about it. I am thrilled looking at it. I mean, like, how can wow. it – maybe not thrilled. It's just it, – it seems to indicate that he will do something in 2024. Like, it, it – it seems to be a pretty clear-cut sign that not only has he put in the work, but he is motivated to have a bounce-back season. And, like, this is... I I know the comparison that's going to come to mind is 2021 and the offseason he had going into 2020 and then the season he had in 2021. He looks even better than he did going into the 2021 season. So that's the part of this, like, I understand that 
yeah, Bryson, it is part of an athlete's job to just be fit all the time and do this every off season. But I, I mean, if you're a Blue Jays fan, you got to be at least a little bit excited by what you're seeing in the videos that are posting and drinking the Kool-Aid to some extent, right? Um, Like, I'm excited, but at the same time, it's like, this team still does need to be better. Like, okay, they, yes. they needed to make but acquisitions. I, I'm not talking big picture. Like, yeah. there are shortcomings this team has had this offseason. Vladdy specific, this is a good thing, right? <laughs> I don't want to be a pessimist, but I'll believe Sell it when us. I see it. Sell it. Oh. Really? No, I was going to say, I'll believe it when would I see you, it. Like, would you rather... Vladdy not be posting any workout videos or be posting workout videos and have him look the exact same way that he looked on July 23rd, 2023. Like, is that what you would prefer? No, that's not even like, I'm happy he's posting this. I was watching the stream all morning. Um, <laughs> like completely Were you unrelated. dissecting his swing. What'd you think? No, I was dissecting his music choices. That was questionable. But anyways, um, <laughs> like, I guess just my worry is this is like off season, I guess two or three in a row where I'm like, okay, I guess. Yeah. Going like, going into 2022 going into last season so like i guess the third off season where i'm like he needs to show up and to some extent he has and to some extent he hasn't so i'm like you're gonna put all this work in i respect it don't get me wrong i'm 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 all for it i want to see it but i want to see it translate into uh into season results because as we've seen as we saw last season against the twins this team needed offense and what did they not get offense so I tr- like I'm not I'm not trying to be like a Guerrero hater because that's far from what I am, but I just I need to see it before um before the hype really gets to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to completely like try and say there wasn't offense because we just know like there was in terms of they can get on base, they can Yeah, there was base one hits. run in 18 innings. Ex- yeah, I know. And then all I'm saying is when <laughs> it mattered most, none of them can come in. There was no power and like you talked about those 48 hours in Minnesota. For me, honestly, and I know it, this is different from both of you. I actually would have rathered him show up to camp the way he looks now and not have said a word. I would have loved that. I just, for me, over the last couple of years, the the quotes in spring training from him have definitely not exactly, I would have said, you know, it just feels like there's a lot of, you know, old takes exposed in terms of that. Like, we know the whole movie comment. But I will say last year, he didn't say anything too much. He pretty much said, I learned my lesson from 2022. And then he starts off this year with being on the cover of MLB the show and then saying how this is going to be his year. So like he went from comments to no comments and now he's making comments again. I just, I fear for him in that way because it hasn't worked out. And believe me, I mean, I want him to, I want it to work out just like anybody else. And just like you guys, I want to see 2021 Vladdy again. That's what this team needs. It was what the team was missing last year. And again, based off this roster right now, it feels like there is no choice, but for that to happen. If this team wants to be better than last year or else there's probably going to be a lot of similarities and then who knows where this team is going to go uh, in terms of that with the rest of the ALE. So I get it. His swing might look good in the cage. It might look good in the cage. Jacob, you might not like the music, but at the end of the day, for me, it's still, I still got to see him. Of course, I know spring training games, we try not to judge, but I just, you got to see him perform in April and May. I got to give him at least a couple of months to try and to try and sell me the other way. And I know he had a good start last year. He did. But then after April, it kind of just tailed off. And we saw a lot of the same things that we saw in 2022, which were a lot of strikeouts, a lot of swing and miss, and then a lot of ground balls. That was the most part. I mean, the double plays last year, and this was a team hole issue thing. It was out of control. And this is, it's just, it's got to be something 
where we don't get to that point again. There needs to be more excitement with this offense, and we've talked about this. So it starts with him at the top of the order and everything like that. I guess he looks good now, but I am holding my breath. And the same thing goes for a guy like Manoa. And again, I know he's in a completely different situation, but those two seem to be the ones that are posting uh, the most videos. So I hope it all works out for him. And I hope if he has a really good season, Vladdy, I hope he's a Blue Jay also for the rest of his career. Because of course, if we get to that stage of Vladdy consistently, there's no reason why he he um, he won't be. So I, I think that's what this team really needs. And at this point, I just think majority of this fan base and even the baseball world themselves need to see it to believe it unfortunately yeah I, and i'm not counting the chickens before they hatch like i'm not saying that this is going to be a huge season it's just these videos do seem to me to at least indicate a little bit of evidence towards that direction and so the results are going to be the results and that's the only thing that can prove this but the fact that he's posting those videos the fact that he looks as good as he looks um I, I think it, it points towards uh, a better season than last year or 2022 and uh, perhaps a little bit more like 2021. Maybe not quite to that extent. Maybe we're not looking at 48 home runs, but uh, I, I think it may be closer to that than it was in 2022 or 2023. Um, but it's certainly going to be one of those storylines that we follow in spring training and another one of the big storylines that we follow alongside Alec Manoa's return and whether he can recapture some of his magic is Yariel Rodriguez. And uh, we haven't really had the opportunity to talk about this on this podcast. I understand you guys talked about it a little bit last episode, but the deal is official now. Five years, $32 million, and some weird both team and player options for the fifth year, I think. Didn't totally understand what was going on there. I uh, didn't look into it that much. But basically, the Blue Jays, it seems, want this guy to be a starter. It seems like that is the way they lean with him. And, you know, he hasn't pitched in a year. He hasn't pitched since the 2023 World Baseball Classic. So we'll see what the Blue Jays get. But I do think, at least in the early days of spring, it's going to be one of the most uh, watched things of camp for the Blue Jays is how they are going to use him. Do they try to stretch him out? Do they stick him right away in the bullpen? Do they say that they're interested in him in the rotation? Does he start the season in AAA as a starter to get his feet wet? Like, how do they use Uriel Rodriguez is going to be one of the most interesting storylines of the spring. And I do think he has the potential to be a, a very big impact arm for the Blue Jays this season. Well, see, it's interesting about the rotation because, like, they have a rotation. They have, you know, obviously Gosman, Barrios, Bassett, Kikuchi. They have four Manoa. guaranteed starters. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I'm guaranteed... Not... Any one of them yeah, getting okay, get injured yeah. and you're screwed. Mm-hmm. I yeah. guess just where I'm thinking is like, if you want him to be a starter, that's fine. Most likely means minors for the majority of the season. Or maybe maybe the majority of the season is the wrong word. But like, if they're going to want him stretched out, he's going to have to be in the minors unless something happens. Obviously, Manoa is not a guarantee. Uh, they got very lucky last season when they had those four that like, um, I can't remember the exact stats off the top of my head, but like, Therefore, like the top four of their rotation were like leading the league and like innings pitched, all that type of stuff. So like, you can't bank on that as great as it would be to happen again. But uh, yeah, we'll see him a lot in the spring. I think that's fair to say we'll see a lot, especially in the early days. A lot of those players that aren't necessarily regulars getting a lot of uh, a lot of reps in, a lot of innings at bats, etc. But uh, if he does want to pitch as a starter most likely he'll, I think, spend a lot of the season in the minors. And next season, it is a five-year contract. So next season, you know, going into 2025, different story. Kikuchi's a free agent. 
Uh, Bassett is he's there for next season, but after that, he's a free agent. Uh, they do have Tiedemann in the in the farm, but what I'm getting at is like this season, the rotation is almost entirely set, but after that, it's not set by any means, or at least in full. So I don't think we'll see a ton of him this season unless we need to, but um, it is an interesting choice. Yeah, I'm more on the other way. I think he's going to be in, in the majors, uh, and I think he's going to be in this bullpen, barring any other setbacks. Um, of course, there is going to be the chance for him to stretch out in the spring. You know, it. a lot of it is definitely, I agree with you, it's going to depend on Manoa. Like, it feels like as much as it's not guaranteed and he still needs to prove everything, I think it's his job to lose again in terms of if he's not, you know, if, if it's anything like last year, it's not going to work out for him. But, of course, if he show signs of improvement everything like that in spring training there's no reason why it won't be Alec Manoa's spot despite what we saw last year and everything like that and kind of how everything ended last year so I think for me in my opinion the sense I get from this with Yariel Rodriguez is that the whole stretching out to be a starter thing might not it doesn't necessarily need to be right away because of course this is a five-year deal that they can work with and uh, Jacob like you said in a couple years as much as this rotation's locked up for the short term of course longer term it won't be and that's obviously that's that's an obvious thing of course um so I think that's the way it'll go with him of course barring any other setbacks but of course you make a good point and this is also something that we need to be prepared for is that it feels very rare that they are going to be as healthy in terms of the starting rotation as they were last year because last year again was definitely something where you don't see that too often and there was a lot of pitchers on this team who pitched a lot of innings starting with Kevin Gosman and of course Chris Bassett as well so it's good to have depth. There's definitely more starting pitching depth than there was last year. So they definitely are more prepared for something if something ever does happen and uh, throughout the year or even in spring training. So if in a perfect world coming out of the spring and assuming Manoa gets that fifth spot, I do think Rodriguez will be out of the bullpen. I, you know, And I think, again, there's going to be an opportunity for him at some point. Um, and maybe we will see it this year or maybe it's stretched out maybe – as more of like a guy that can go three to four innings and it's not completely, you know, five or six. You know, I think there's a lot of options where you can work with Rodriguez based off of his stuff. And I know like you guys were talking about or what you said, Mark, he didn't pitch a lot last year. It was more in the World Baseball Classic. So they obviously invested a lot of money into him in terms of one of the top um, free agent signings internationally, of course, uh, throughout the winter. And his stuff looked really good in terms of where he was a couple years ago when he was pitching in Japan. So um, everything looks good in terms of that. He's got to translate it towards the major leagues. He's going to get a ton of opportunities in spring training. He's probably going to be a guy that you see a ton um, throughout that process as well. And he's got a lot of different options um, in terms of if he's going to be a short-term guy out of the bullpen, if he's going to be a bulk guy, or even if he does have the chance to build up to be a starter at some point, even if it's this year coming up, or if it's down the road in the future to me it doesn't really seem like the blue jays have a choice on whether to stretch him out or not like they don't have starting depth they have five starters one of whom was not good at all last season and got demoted halfway through the season and got lit up in single a in a He's simulation game anymore. <laughs> who should never have been back up like, to begin with it's I, it's not to rip Alec Manoa. It's just saying you have five no, starters, one of whom did not perform last season, and the Blue Jays seemingly have no depth outside of Yario Rodriguez. So I don't think they have a choice but to stretch him out and stick him in AAA to start the season or maybe as a long guy in the bullpen. I don't know. But it it they don't have a lot of freedom here. They don't have a lot of room to move. And 
like you know something is going to go wrong. Like Robbie Ray fell down a flight of stairs in spring training. Like Marcus Stroman stepped on a sprinkler, uh, or no, he he just it was pitcher fielding no, practice, yeah, and, he, he just, and he just busted his Saunders knee. Saunders like, was the sprinkler. Saunders yeah. was the sprinkler, yeah. but the point is things happen. Like there is no world in which the rotation is as healthy as it was last season, and um, it strikes me as a surprise that the Blue Jays haven't done more to bolster their rotation depth, even like getting minor league deals for guys who can pitch in the rotation in AAA and build out that depth. It doesn't have to be a big move. It just has to be a move to get more bodies who can fill in at the major league level. And they haven't done that. And so I think that's going to be a weakness this season, but I also think they have no choice but to stretch out Yariel Rodriguez, put him in the rotation in AAA or as a long man of the bullpen and use him in the rotation when inevitably someone gets injured or doesn't perform because that is going to happen at some point. It's just inevitable. Yeah, it it makes sense. And I mean, like you said, like this isn't a short-term deal. Like th- this is a completely different situation, but like the whole Varsho thing, these are long-term like investments. So maybe year one doesn't work out, but like this is more of something for for the, you know, the foreseeable future. So especially like I don't, I like. I mean, who knows what happens? But I don't know if Kikuchi comes back next season. So there's a spot. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Manoa and then Bassett. Only a couple more seasons. So, like, it's good. But I think my like my concern is like, look, they don't have starting depth. But like, why is this? I guess like the biggest move that we have to talk about. Like, why have you not gone and acquired a bat? Like, and I don't want to like just change topics completely. If you want to keep going on, we this, got Justin line. Turner. Again, why didn't you go get a big bat? No, don't get me wrong. I'm excited about that. But like. It's concerning because the offense was the issue, and they they really haven't done much on that. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. I'm I'm with you on that. Like, it's it's nothing against Rodriguez. It's nothing against Justin Turner. Like, both are a great ad, and of course, Turner still. I think it was 20 home runs he hit last year, so he still has power here and there. So I get I get it uh, on that part with you in terms of that. There definitely should have been more. It felt like they were trying a lot, and there's still again there might be room for more. But you know, with Rodriguez. Either way, I think it's definitely something where he can impact the team in multiple different roles, and he's going to have to be ready for that. And I think you are right with that, Mark. Like, there, if regardless if he starts in the bullpen or if he starts in AAA, um, if he is in the bullpen, like he's going to be stretched out to a point where he can go multiple innings as a bulk guy. Um, in, in terms of just, and of course, we need to see everything play out and everything like that. But if you look on it on paper right now. For me, that makes the most sense. And of course, outside of that, outside of him uh, in the rotation, of course, with the uncertainties of Manoa, you don't really have, like you were saying, as much as there's more depth than there was last year, there's still not a lot of depth. And I think outside of that, you still have, it's, you know, it's Ricky Tiedemann for sure. But unfortunately for Tiedemann, he still hasn't even gone through a year uh, where he's been healthy for the entire thing. Of course, last year he was set back for a couple of months, and there was even the talk where if everything went according to plan for him and he wasn't injured, maybe he would have had a shot last year. So maybe we'll see that door open this year at some point. It doesn't feel like it's a thing that they're going to rush once again because there's still lots of stuff that he's got to work through in terms of his development, and I'm sure he's going to be another guy that you see a ton throughout the spring. But outside of him as well, who is still, you know, we're not exactly at the point where he's ready other guys that are ready in terms of starters, you don't really have a lot of that. I mean, if you just look at 
where things stand. It's, you know, Bowden Francis is an option, but he was more of the bullpen guy last year, and he was, you know, he was a bulk guy in, in certain situations where he would only pitch a couple of innings. And, of course, Mitch White is still hanging around in the system. So, I mean, that kind of just says it all, with all due respect to Mitch White, in terms of the <laughs> amount of depth that there is there. Um, there's a lot that has to go right, of course, again, it feels like. And Rodriguez is going to be somebody who's going to be an impact. If it's not an opening day, it's going to be throughout the year. You're going to see a lot of him, it feels like. Uh, and again, the good part about it is he's got multiple different roles that he can play for or pitch for this team. Okay, you guys mentioned the need to get a bat and the Blue Jays apparently seem to still be in perhaps on Cody Bellinger. It's been a seesaw of emotions this offseason, but Jeff Passan, he was on an ESPN radio show a couple days ago, and he said, quote, I just feel like the Toronto Blue Jays need Cody Bellinger more than the Cubs do. So that doesn't tell you whether the Blue Jays are in on him, but Jeff Passan, a very well-informed guy, perhaps the most well-informed guy, in the baseball world, seems to believe that the Blue Jays feel a sense of urgency to get someone like Cody Bellinger. I mean, I, I, I feel that. Like, oh, yeah. yeah what, like, do you where where do you stand? Like, what's your? Are you back in on the Blue Jays and Bellinger? Are you completely out? Like, I and keep in mind, like we're like a week away from pitchers and catchers mm. reporting, so we're pretty close. Well, no, like I'd I'd like him to be on this team, but. Here's the thing. Where does he fit? Like you wanted I, the way I'm thinking. Oh, he fit. Okay. I mean, everywhere. Put it like he. For me, it's more about mean, the asking price. Yeah, I guess just. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Where does he fit? Well, Sticking in center like, field, Kevin Kiermaier is your fourth outfielder. Like, or Dalton Barcho is your fourth. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I, I think of those guys. I think Bellinger is better offensively than both of those. But a, I like Kevin Kiermaier in the bottom of the order. I don't move him. Um, I like Varsho's defense better, and I'm yeah. But you don't I'm, need I'm yeah. probably, you, like I'm. Pro- you're I'm probably the best gonna defensive get hate for team that. in baseball. You can take yeah, a little bit away from like that. that, but you can take a little bit away from that to become a much better lineup than 15th and run scored, which is about where they were last season. Like, mm-hmm. like I see what you mean, but I feel like I, I, there's gonna be people that disagree with this, but I don't think that putting him in the outfield makes a lot of sense right now. Like, I think it's wow. full and like. Wow. This is what's annoying me. Is like so you, you need... don't want the Blue Jays to sign Cody Bellinger. Wow. No, no, no. I, I would love. Right? I would. I would. I would love for Cody Bellinger to be a Blue Jay. I just it don't know if it, like it. if it makes the yeah, most sense doesn't. given the way the offense has transpired. I think if you're going to get a the bat, offense. it needs to be on the infield. Like let's okay. Let's be honest here. You mean defensively? Other... It like. Well, yes I'm and no. Because what like, you're arguing. No, my my. What I'm trying to get at here is the outfield. Yes, Varsho makes me want to pull my hair out sometimes when he's at the plate. But I don't move the outfield. I don't change it. Like, Springer needs to have a bounce-back season. Let's be honest. Like, he, he straight up, he does. Uh, Kevin Kiermaier, I thought, was fine in the role he played. So, I don't change the outfield. Other than, I guess, well, Vladdy had, a, eh, like, an up-and-down season. Bo had a good season. Uh, Danny Jansen had a good season. Alejandro Kirk, not so much. But then you look at, I mean, I like BGO a little bit better than I did at the start of last season. Well, actually, a lot better. But... The the infield is what needs work. Like it's not the outfield. And and I know I'm like when when I say that, what I mean is like you need offensive players, and I think that that kind of fits well with the infield needing to be better. Is what I'm like, trying to get at. Yes, it would make more sense to get a Jose Ramirez at third base instead of a Cody Bellinger in center field. Like 
defensively, that makes more sense for the Blue Jays. But you look at the free agent market. Like I said, we're yeah. a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting. It's not like you have a ton of options to go out and get that impact bat that is going to become the guy who turns around your offense, which is kind of what the Blue Jays are looking for, at least from the outside looking in, what they need. So it's like, it, it's kind of Cody Bellinger or be happy with the lineup you have. I see what you, like, I feel like if this was a month ago, I would have said absolutely go get him. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, I'll be happy if he, if he comes to the Blue Jays. I just, I don't know how comfortable I am giving either of the three outfielders they have right now a fourth outfielder role is what I'm trying to get at. I will Which say is probably going to be the 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 minority opinion here. I will say he did play he did play 60 games at first base last year. Like he can play first base and we all know Vladdy isn't at first base every day and I know Justin Turner kind of adds into that as well, but when you but think Turner about it with play third. Exactly. Turner can go anywhere else and when you look at this team on paper in terms of projected third third baseman and projected second baseman, your third baseman is Kevin Biggio. And then your second baseman is Davis Schneider. And of course, your bench, you have Kiner Falefa, uh, you have Espinal. So there's not really a guy there that, like, in terms of this is more about adding another bat in terms of power and everything like that. You can move around Turner. Again, like Mark, you said, he can play anywhere, Turner. He doesn't care. He pretty much flat out said he doesn't care as long as he's in the lineup. And then Bellinger, if it's not in the outfield, which I understand what you're saying about the other three in the outfield. He can be at first base. Like this is something where this lineup is changing all the time, and you have that luxury where Bellinger could uh, be at first base. And if there's days where they don't want to play a guy like Varsho or a guy like Springer needs a break, he can go in the outfield as well. So like this is more about adding another bat. And for me, it's more about the asking price about it because I think the latest report that we got um, from Mark Feinsand it was that 200 million was his asking price still, and it doesn't feel like either if it's the Blue Jays or if it's the Cubs, nobody's really budging at that right now. So you do wonder, it doesn't feel like at this point they will. It feels like there's going to have to come to a point where Bellinger might have to lower the asking price or go go shorter term. And I think the fact that they're still in those sweepstakes, they're still being connected with it, it shows that they are trying. It's just obviously, especially from the Blue Jays standpoint too, that's a big asking price in terms of just adding another guy and another big deal. Um, So... I think it comes down to that part because there's uncertainties with Bellinger in terms of where he's at up and down seasons, which we talked about earlier in the offseason uh, on this podcast. But I mean, if you look at his numbers from last year, of course, with the Cubs and even uh, throughout his, the end of his uh, time in, with the Dodgers, his power has always been up there. He hits multiple home runs. He's exactly what this team needs in terms of adding more power to it. So there's more factors for me in terms of the financials than it is about his fit because the fit is perfect in, uh, with the Blue Jays. And, of course, what Jeff Passan was saying, it does feel like they need him more than the Cubs do. It's just more about finding that, I guess, that sweet spot in terms of what will it take for him to come here that doesn't involve $200 million. Yeah. Like, I don't know. For me, the fit isn't perfect, but it's more of just, like, what other options bat. do you have at this point? Yeah, you need a bat. It's the bet, best bat on the market. And... You figure things out defensively if you want to, if you're really motivated to fix the the offense, to fix the lineup. But I will say, like, I don't know if I'm ready to believe that the Blue Jays are actually back in on Cody Bellinger. Fair. I don't know if I'm at that point yet. Fair. Um, well, I guess also, like, they haven't Jacob really done... Jacob can't stand him, eh? Ooh, no, no, no. I want, like, <laughs> I would be happy. I just, I don't know if... 
I get. It. I know you. Right mean. now, it makes sense. If this was back when, when. But what the, alternative the, the, is there? That's 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 my, my issue. Like, is like there isn't. Yeah, and that's so, why I'm not. But I'm not happy with the offense or with the offense with the off season if they don't get him. But I also we don't know they him. tried getting Jock Peterson, another outfielder, right? Solaire, they're still kind of in and out with that as well. I think so. There you go, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just been such a weird off season. Like I would love the to that for them to get a better bat. They absolutely need another bat, but. At this point in the offseason, I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It, it I don't know if I'm totally convinced that the Blue Jays are still in on him. But in terms of like whether it makes sense for them, like they don't really have a choice. If they want another bat, Cody Bellinger is the other impact bat. Like He's the only guy left on the market at that caliber. So it's kind of just accept it and figure it out defensively if you want to go get this guy, which again, I'm not convinced. The Blue Jays are at that point. But, um, I mean, hey, like Bryce Harper signed, what, a week into spring training when he yep. signed with the Phillies? Yep. So, I, I mean, deals like this happen. Uh, it, it could go on for another couple of weeks, but uh, presumably that's the latest it would go. I would assume by the start of March we have a verdict on where Cody Bellinger is going. So, I don't know. It seems like Cubs are Blue Jays. I don't know if I'm ready to believe the Blue Jays are back in. But we will see. And I'm sure there's going to be lots that comes up over the next week or so as people start reporting to spring training and we start getting some of those storylines around Alec Manoa, around Yerio Rodriguez, around Vladimir Guerrero Jr. All these things are going to start popping up and we are attempting to be here consistently as they do. So with that in mind, thank you for listening to this episode. As always, you can find us on YouTube. You can also find us on social media, and we hope to have Josh and all of us back next episode to talk about the start of spring training. We'll catch you then.